In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. Betches Media presents... The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all, it's only one day of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Betches Brides Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today I have with me Lauren Kay. She's the executive editor and wedding expert from The Knot. Lauren, thank you so, so much for being here. We're so excited to have you on. It's so great to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Yes. And this is actually, we like to call it an emergency episode of the podcast, if you will. So thank you for coming on with short notice. Basically, with Delta variant cases rising every day, you know, there's a lot of couples that are planning weddings for right now or late fall, late summer into fall and winter that are, you know, starting to panic. And they've been coming at us with questions left and right. So we decided to give them this episode to kind of help, you know, ease some of those worries. And, you know, we wanted an expert on to talk to this because truthfully, I'm no expert. So I'm so excited to have you from the knot on just to jump right into it. I know you guys just did a recent study with your audience about, you know, how people are feeling and how couples are feeling about COVID. Can you tell us a little bit about that study and what were the results? Absolutely. And may I just say, once again, my heart goes out to all these couples. It feels a little like deja vu from 2020. You know, a lot of it is the waiting and the guessing game that really, you know, just tickles that anxiety inside you a bit. So I don't envy anyone, but I want to tell you the knot is absolutely here to help. We recognize that this is unprecedented in some ways, but precedented by what we went through in 2020. So like you said, we went out to our audience of 2B weds and surveyed them to see how is this Delta variant impacting their plans for their weddings. So as you know, this is gearing up to be a huge wedding season for all the couples who had to reschedule. And we do see a big boom happening with fall weddings. What we found is 96% of the people we surveyed with fall weddings remain pretty confident that their wedding is going to take place when it's currently planned. In other words, they don't feel like they're going to have to postpone again. Nearly half of those couples are feeling more concerned, though. They recognize this Delta variant is potentially impacting their plans and the plans of their guests. And so the majority of them are not proactively making any changes to their weddings right now, but they will do it if it's required by local and state governments. And a lot of them are still in that waiting game. 28% are waiting to see how things play out. Okay. And when you talk about making changes to their weddings, um, well, first of all, this is just good to hear that there's 96% of those fall weddings are like, you know, they're confident that their weddings will still happen because 
Um, like you said, I think a lot of the anxiety is coming from these, we call them Corona brides and Corona couples, these former 2020 postponing couples that are just like, are you kidding me? I've had to postpone three times at this point, And now this is potentially facing us again. So just to ease your guys' worries that 96 is a big number. That's amazing it to is. hear. Yeah. And when you talk about making changes to your weddings for those people that are doing that, what are some of those changes that you're seeing people instill? Sure. So when I say making changes, um, especially when they're making changes proactively, most of those are regarding the health and safety of their guests and vendors. You know, that has been paramount concern throughout the duration of this pandemic. And they really want to make sure that everyone feels comfortable and can enjoy themselves. So we're seeing Hand sanitizer, still playing a leading role in weddings today, um, still requiring a lot of distance between guests, either having them seated at tables where they might be with family members or people currently of their household, um, having Mm -hmm. bigger spaces and smaller guest sizes so that people have freedom to move around a bit and feel like they can socially distance. We are also seeing a lot of people start talking around vaccinations for their guests. So, you know, health and safety measures, we can increase them all we want, but one of the biggest things we know is that vaccinations are on the top of everyone's mind, especially because here in the U.S., it's pretty easy to be vaccinated against COVID. So we know that um, a lot of couples are either requiring guests to be vaccinated or surveying their guests to see if they are going to be vaccinated ahead of their fall wedding. And then some are requiring testing for those guests who aren't planning to vaccinate. So um, we've seen new enterprises pop up in the wedding business where you can actually have someone on site to test your guests and do a rapid testing there. Some couples are also requiring face masks. You know, again, I think this is such an individual decision around holding an event with these concerns at play, right? So you want to make sure you and your guests feel comfortable, and that means something different to everyone. So we're seeing a wide variety of safety measures take place, some of which are being dictated by the venues where people are holding their events, and others are just the couple saying, here's how we want to keep safety top of mind in all of our planning and execution, and here are the things that we are going to do. Right. And I think, like you said, it's it's really like it's different everywhere. And it's really based on you as the person hosting the event, the couple hosting the event. It's based on your preference. But it's good to know there are things like this that others are doing and that we can do in our own weddings. Um, Logistically, what are on the subject of like being vaccinated? We had a ton of audience questions they were like, okay, I've made the decision. My, you know, my significant other and I have decided we do want to ask our guests to please be vaccinated. Logistically, what are some good ways to do this? I, this is such a new area, obviously. It's like, this has never been a thing before. So I think just what are some of the ways like, and the etiquette we're seeing around best ways to politely do this? Absolutely. So we ran a survey on the knot last week and found that 22% of couples are requiring guests to be vaccinated to attend their weddings. So that might still feel like a very small number. I will tell you when we asked the same question for spring weddings, only 3% of couples were requiring it. So I think that big jump is more comfortability with the vaccine and certainly availability, especially here in the U.S. It's pretty easy to get your hands on a vaccine. So what we're seeing is that couples are feeling more comfortable asking guests. There is etiquette involved, right? So the easiest way to do this, I think, 
is to do it on your wedding website. Couples can create mm-hmm. a free wedding website on the knot and you can communicate any requirements and also track your vaccine status with your RSVP right there in one spot. And what I love about this is you are able to communicate your plans and the health and safety measures you're taking to all of your guests on your website. You don't have to call them individually. If they have questions, they can certainly reach out, but it's a great way to provide this information in mass. And it's also helpful for people who may be considering whether or not to attend, perhaps knowing that you are requiring vaccines or requiring masks or, you know, seating people by family will be that thing that says, okay, I feel comfortable to attend. I really want to go. And knowing that all these safety measures are in place, I feel safe in doing so. So we really are encouraging couples to put all of it out there on your wedding website and decide what you want to share with couples in a broad sense. And then if you want to communicate any requirements around vaccines, you can do that there. And you can also track couple statuses. So they know what their RSVP, they have to indicate whether or not they've been vaccinated. Some couples are asking for proof and going about that in various ways. I know, for example, in New York State, they have the Excelsior app, which is great. You can just scan that. So you're not actually exchanging vaccine forms or having to see vaccine forms, but it's a really easy QR code that you can scan to know people have been safely vaccinated. Oh, that's amazing to know. Do you have any examples of wording as to what people can physically like say on their website to encourage that in a polite way? Absolutely. So, you know, I think it depends on the kind of wedding you're having and the kind of couple you are. We're actually tackling this in our fall issue of The Knot because we know people are really nervous about how to express this or how to ask their guests for this. So let's say you're having a more casual wedding and you're a more playful couple. You might want to make some sort of pun around like, you know, mm-hmm. the messaging we've seen that, you know, we're in this together and uh, we're going to be together forever. We want you to be there to celebrate with us. We are requiring our guests to be vaccinated for the health and safety. The other thing you can do is cushion the blow a bit. If you know that a lot of people who you've invited, maybe personally, you know, I don't think they've been vaccinated. I don't think they're going to, you can always let them know that their attendance is really important to you. So for those who aren't vaccinated, you are going to offer a virtual component. So they can maybe view your ceremony via a zoom link, which you can also Mm -hmm. link on your wedding website. This gives people an option. So if maybe they're immunocompromised and don't feel comfortable, or maybe they don't want to be vaccinated. And that's certainly their choice. They can still participate and celebrate with you. So it doesn't feel as much as they're being excluded by lack of vaccination. They're just being excluded from the in-person event. And I do think that um, regardless of, of your decision on vaccination, your personal decision, I think most people understand that it is a very personal decision. So if for some reason that means they can't celebrate in person with their friends who are getting married or their cousin or whomever, they recognize that they had to arrive at a decision that was right for them. And this is their decision. And if my decision not to vaccinate doesn't match, I have to give leeway and assume positive intent on both sides. Here, they're offering me an alternative. I can still celebrate alongside them virtually. I think that's the best way to go about it. And that makes it from becoming a this versus that kind of situation, right? Because it can get very political. It can be very intense. And and everyone has different reasons, religious reasons, health reasons and otherwise on their decision to vaccinate or not to vaccinate. This takes the decision out of the process and just says, we've made this basic line, you have to be vaccinated to come and attend our wedding in person. But either if you haven't been vaccinated or don't feel comfortable attending, we still have this option for you to be a part of our celebration. 
I love that as just a solution to that problem because a lot of the questions we've been getting from other brides are just like, am I an ass? I want all my guests to be vaccinated. Am I an asshole for mandating that? And it's like, no, if that is your decision, like you are making that decision as the person hosting this event, you might, and you never know, like people might have family members that have, you know, we, very weak immune systems that they just don't want to risk that will be there. So I think that's a great great alternative is provide that virtual option so that you're not, you know, saying you're, you're not allowed to be at my wedding in any capacity at all. Um, so love that. So you're right. You're absolutely right too. You know, when you are hosting the event, you have a responsibility to keep your Mm -hmm. guests safe. You have a responsibility to entertain them, to make sure they are delighted and have a great time. You know, all of that falls under the umbrella of the host of the event. And so, like you said, different variables of comfortability here. And and I think even we've offered up an FAQ section on wedding websites too. So if you felt like the need to explain, you know, why you're making this choice, you could, I don't think that you need to explain. I think you can draw a line in the sand and move forward. But if you felt like you wanted to give more context to your decision or indicate Mm -hmm. maybe it has to do with the venue, or maybe it has to do with your ailing grandmother's health, whatever it is, you could add some more color to your decisions or color to your requirements for your wedding in that FAQ section on your website. That never underestimate the FAQ section. That's becoming a popular theme. People are like, oh, the FAQ section, use that because people will ask you the same questions or will ask you to justify your decisions, which is annoying. But, you know, if you want an answer, that way you don't have to keep tailoring an answer to each person. You just send them to the FAQ section and you do that. That's amazing. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. You can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh Oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
we had a couple audience questions asking, okay, I, like we've got how to tell our guests, what about vendors? How should couples go about like checking with their vendors if they're, you know, taking safety precautions? Absolutely. So I think that it's really important for you to have an open dialogue with your vendors at all times. And I think most vendors are prepared for this. And having lived through 2020, they know things change on a dime. Intelligence comes out, notifications come out, availability of vaccinations change. I think it's Mm -hmm. just important to set up that open dialogue from the very beginning. And I think the most important thing to do is to indicate your preference. If it is your preference for all of your vendors to be vaccinated, put that out there up front. If it isn't your preference or if you are going to have unvaccinated vendors at your event, you must take extra precautions. And you need to determine if that's something that is going to be on the venue or if that's going to be on you. So for example, Mm -hmm. let's say you're hosting your event at a ballroom and you want all of the staff of the hotel ballroom to be vaccinated. And they tell you, well, we don't require all of our staff to be vaccinated or we don't ask about vaccination status. Then you can say, I want PC testing for anyone who's going to be at working our wedding. Now, is that something I have to pay for as the wedding couple, the couple who's hosting, or is that something you cover as a result of not requiring vaccination status? Every vendor you deal with will have a different set of circumstances. You might not even come right. into contact with your floral vendor. They might come in and place your centerpieces and arrangements and be out long before your guests show up. Right. But your catering team is going to be there serving your guests throughout the evening. So I think the most important thing is to decide where you stand on that. Are you requiring vaccination of all guests and all vendors? Is that something that you just do? For example, like maybe the venue itself says, this is our requirement. If we're going to work a wedding, these people are vaccinated. It all depends on the circumstances, but decide what's important to you and then make sure you communicate it and ask all the necessary questions. Like, are you going to rapid test your employees before they come work my wedding? Am I going to have to pay for that? Will you be paying for that? Um, You know, is there another way to go about this where I know I can feel secure? And it's really about coming up with solutions and recognizing that you're both on the same team, right? Your vendors want to provide you with the most incredible day and you, the couple, want to have the most incredible day. You both want to do it safely, right? So finding ways to work together and come up with a solution that meets your needs and requirements and that also works with the vendor's availability of employees. As you probably know, there's a huge shortage of people in the industry right now. There's so many weddings taking place. Mm-hmm. You know, Work with them and talk with them. Have that open dialogue. And that I think will be a huge, huge win in your book. You'll be able to get what you want and feel comfortable about the choices you're making. Right. I fully agree. Just communicate to them. And I could see a lot of vendors and venues, especially too, like uh, just in the wedding industry, I could see them being like almost like more proactive with precautions and being vaccinated just because of the nature of their work. And, you know, they want safest for everybody too. Yeah. One thing I did have a question about. I don't know if you have any stats around this or numbers or anything. So with all of these different precautions that you can put into place with, you know, testing, all the extra things like maybe favor, we always say like favors are an unnecessary thing, but I think in this case, if you're going to do favors, do the mini hand sanitizers, like you said, but is there like an average cost of putting all of these precautions into place at all? Absolutely. I wouldn't say that there's an average cost, but there is an additional cost associated with this, right? So it becomes one of these things where it depends on how much of the bill you're footing as the couple or how much the venue might be footing. So for example, if they're doing the PCR testing of 
their staff, their catering staff ahead of the event, that wouldn't necessarily be an added cost for you. Now, if you've decided to test all of your guests, you're going to have to plan for that in your budget. So I think it really becomes what is important to you and what are you spending on versus what your venue might be spending on. And they could be adding some of those charges onto you, right? So there might be now a line in your contract that says, we are going to COVID test them, but we're passing that cost off to you. Or, um, you know, instead of having the buffet option, now we're having personalized charcuterie boards for all of your guests Mm -hmm. to keep people safe. That's an added up charge of, you know, X number of dollars per person. So that's why it's really important to have that dialogue and to understand and then to reevaluate, right? I feel like that's one of the biggest messages of all weddings happening during these times is like pause, pivot, reevaluate. You know, what is it that I really want to do or have and what's weighing out most important? So we are seeing a lot of couples really scale back on their guest list. At the very beginning, this was done absolutely as a precaution, but also as a requirement. CDC guidelines didn't allow you to gather in large groups. So we've seen that trend kind of stand steady. I don't think it will always be that way. We are seeing guest lists go back to normal. We saw a lot of people invite 150 plus guests to their fall and winter weddings, but we do see that some people are just preferring for comfortability's sake, for being able to track vaccination status and all of that, and even do post-event tracking. A smaller number makes that easier. So if you are decreasing your guest size or your guest list, size, that will help make your dollar go further, right? The more people you have, the more of everything, the more tables, the more centerpieces, mm-hmm. the more plate, you know, that's how your costs go up exponentially. So we are seeing a lot of people prioritize a smaller engagement, which allows room for some of these extra precautions that they feel like they must take hand sanitizer, face masks, um, PCR testing, any of those things that would fall under that umbrella. And I think that's something that um, I'm really proud of both the wedding industry as a whole and the couples who are getting married. They're really making choices and prioritizing what's most important. And I feel like that's why we've seen great success. And we've been able to see these weddings come back and see people really enjoy themselves and have fun in doing so. So again, creative solutions, figuring out what's right for you and then budgeting accordingly. I don't have an average spend because so often not all of the costs are on the backs of the couple. A lot of them are being Mm -hmm. absorbed by the venues and the vendors. Gotcha. Gotcha. I agree though. It's like one of the things I always see um, brides who have gotten married already say like they regret is inviting so many people. And so like cut your guest list down anyways, you guys, but especially now it's like, you don't need that many people. And we have on our Instagram highlights, we have a fun little text message that I personally used to politely uninvite some of my guests from my original, original guest list back in 2020. So it's really like right now people understand if you are going to cut them out or cut people down, they People are just very understanding right now. We live in these unprecedented times. Yeah. One of the last kind of questions we had from our audience was, what about destination weddings right now? Are we, should they be freaking out or is it just kind of the same, like do what you can? I think it's, you know, look, we're playing a big wait and see game here. We don't know when the surge is going to happen. For the Delta variant, I think we've seen it a little bit down South as kids have returned to school and life has gone back up to a normal as it gets cold in the Northeast. Will that change things? I think there's so many dynamics that are a bit unknown at the moment. We're seeing a lot of couples plan destination affairs in the U S we've seen less feel comfortable Mm -hmm. planning outside of the U S just because, you know, it's very 
hard to know, will the borders be closed? Will they allow my guests to come? Will my guests feel comfortable traveling? Um, you know, a lot of people are planning what we call domestination weddings where you're planning. Ooh. I know it's a fun word, right? <laughs> but you're Love planning that. this wedding for a destination here in the U.S. that might not be where you live. So it could be your hometown, your childhood hometown. It could be uh, the college town where you and your fiance met. You know, it, it could be a very, a myriad of things, but we're seeing that gain in popularity. And like I said, because guest lists are smaller, some people are deciding to celebrate for a couple of days, right? We've all been cooped up. We haven't seen each other in well over a year. Let's really make this a moment to remember. Let's all arrive on a Thursday night. Let's have an event on a Friday. Let's celebrate our wedding on a Saturday, brunch on a Sunday. Much like we've seen destination weddings in the past, we are seeing that be very popular amongst couples who are getting married now and have had to postpone a couple of times. And like you said, the cool thing about the guest list is I feel like so often pre-COVID, you felt like you had to have a big wedding, right? You felt like it would be crazy to invite only 12 people, even if that's what you wanted. And now I feel like one of the silver linings of all of this is it has allowed couples to really think about what's important to them and what's Mm -hmm. right for them. And to do that without embarrassment, without, you know, any kind of explanation. It's, I want to have a small wedding. It really has nothing to do with COVID. So I'm going to go ahead with my small wedding, or I really want to have a brunch wedding. Like I'm going to do that. So I think it's really opened the door to more creativity out of necessity, certainly, but then also creativity of like, let's do this and make this about us and make this about our love. We haven't been able to see for the last year. So I think that's why we'll continue to see those um, destination wedding or destination style weddings take place over a couple of days and being able to really enjoy and savor the time together after so much time apart. Love that. Well, Lauren, thank you so, so much. Is there any last like tips or anything? Did we not cover anything that you feel like our audience should know about when it comes to this topic? I know this is just such a, it's, it's hard. It's hard times. It's hard to navigate. So I think, I mean, I think this will be really helpful, but any last things? Well, I would say, I would say this, this has always been our motto is keep really close eye on guidance from the CDC. You Mm -hmm. know that going into anything, you should have a plan B. It rained on my wedding day. I didn't have a good plan B. Don't make the same mistake, right? So have your plan B knowing that while this feels a little like deja vu for 2020, we don't think it's going to be quite that magnitude of cancellations and changed plans, but there could be parts of your plan that have to pivot or have to change due to the Delta variant and other things out of our control, right? So have that plan B and know that the most important thing is the two of you making this commitment to one another and that union and that whatever happens you'll be married at the end of the day. And that was the goal all along. You know, it's so important to be, uh, to let some things roll off your back and be a little bit flexible. We've seen a huge surge in weddings and we know that so many vendors are already booked up into 2022 and 2023 as a result of cancelizations, postponements and new engagements. So just keep that in mind, you know, everybody has their dream vendor list, their dream date, their dream venue. You might have to make some concessions along the way, but again, you'll still be married at the end of it. And that's what's most important. And the last thing I'll say is the knot is here for you 1000%. We've got your back. When COVID first was a thing in March of 2020, we even had a hotline. You know, we were here to help people plan their wedding and to solve their problems along the way, right? And that's always been our motto, but I feel like everyone needs a little extra help these days as a result of all the uncertainty of COVID. So check our website. Like I mentioned, our fall issue has a whole piece on COVID now and what that looks like. You know, we really want to be in lockstep with you, whether you're just starting your planning journey or you're ready to walk down the aisle. We're here for all of it and we can make some 
some suggestions and help guide you because as we've both said, it's unprecedented times and we've got to make the Mm -hmm. most of it. And at the end of the day, love always wins. Very true. Well, well said. And yes, you guys, the knot, literally, I just Google like COVID the knot and I find like 10 different really helpful resources on what exact language to say to your guests for this kind of stuff to get them vaccinated, that kind of thing. So you guys are amazing. So go there. And where can everybody find you, Lauren? Oh, I am on Instagram at Lauren E K A Y. And uh, yeah, you'll see me pop up on the knot from time to time too. I and mean, we are in it. We're all here helping brides and grooms and couples of all kinds get married every day. And that is truly the joy of this job is getting able to celebrate these moments with everyone and to help them navigate this journey, which, you know, is, is a little more tricky these days, as we pointed right. out. <laughs> harder than it usually is, which believe it or not, it, I guess it can get more difficult than <laughs> planning normally is. All right. Well, thank you so much. And um, oh. till death do us part. The Betches Brides podcast is produced by Nicole Pellegrino, Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Jorge Morales Pico. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow us at Betches Brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com. Betches.